Very happy to have Lieutenant Governor Josh Green joining us, as he always does on Aloha Friday. Uh, he's been updating us on the COVID-19 response here in Hawaii. It has been an eventful week with uh, the beginning of this latest lockdown, uh, the surge testing starting up, uh, yes. arrival of the Surgeon General, yep. um, and all these initiatives going on. So uh, we look forward to hearing uh, what's happening. The, what is the thing that is top of mind for you right now? Can you update us on what are the latest numbers and, and what concerns you there? I have numbers even in the last five minutes, but uh, the basic surge uh, at the hospitals, and you're right on the mark, that is my greatest concern has been that we've gone, I think this time last week we were mentioning we were somewhere around 250. We're around 290 to 300 in the hospital right now. Mm. Most of the hospitalizations are on Oahu, although of course there are about uh, 30 plus people in my memorial with COVID, 14 cases in Hilo, uh, Hilo Hospital with COVID, and then the rest are on Oahu. So you were saying that we have about 300 people in the hospitals right now with COVID? Yes. Where are we in terms of how close are we to capacity uh, in terms of beds and also in terms of doctors and nurses and ventilators and all those other things? Yeah, we are, we're doing okay. We still have about 30% of our ICU beds available. Mm -hmm. We still have uh, probably 40% of our state hospital beds, overall hospital beds available, but the staff is getting tired. And there have been some small outbreaks of COVID and those individuals have then had, of course, to go to 14 days of isolation and recover. And thank goodness they've recovered well, have not really seen fatalities among our healthcare personnel with um, some very few exceptions of people that were uh, frontline workers. We had the loss of life of, of an IHS worker, which is yeah. very mm -hmm. tragic. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the teams I, I visited with the Surgeon General uh, two days ago, Queens, and what wonderful people. You know, the nurses there, the doctors there, we were walking uh, the floors of, of uh, the COVID cases. They have four units, but they're tired. You know, they, they're beginning to see the effects of lots of overtime, extremely long shifts. Our hope is to add 75 beds to the Queen system that with, with full staffing and 175 personnel. So we've made requests to bring additional personnel in from the mainland, uh, for, from our military friends, from volunteers. My team is putting out a call and I'll do it again right now. If you are a uh, physician or a, uh, a nurse or a social worker, please contact my office and ask for Fele or the Healthcare Association and ask for Paige. Uh, Healthcare Association of Hawaii or our office at the Lieutenant Governor's office. And if you can volunteer, we will put you into a place where we can do a lot of outreach at the very least. Mm. But there's so much need out there. And right now we've got over 5,100 active cases in Hawaii of the disease. That translates to usually about 11% hospitalization rate based on our numbers. So you're looking at 560 or so hospitalizations that are gonna come in the next three weeks. Ooh. That's on top of the oh. 286 people that were in the hospital yesterday. Now some will be discharged, of course. Most people recover from COVID. Uh, so it's 14 days in the hospital on average if you have COVID. So over these two weeks, all 290 of those individuals, 286, we expect them to be discharged. However, they'll be replaced by a population of upwards of 500. And then we hope the numbers will start coming down because, you know, because the stay-at-home order is in effect. I was out for a jog this morning. You know, you're allowed to exercise outdoors, provided mm -hmm. you're by yourself and mm -hmm. you have a mask with you. Um, and at, at 4:30 this morning, a very uh, dedicated, excellent police officer uh, turned on his lights and, and stopped me to make sure I wasn't goofing around and just wow. out there for no reason. 
Uh, and s- since I'm chubby, I, there was a reason for sure <laughs> to be out there jogging and, and talking to the East Coast and making sure they give us extra resources if we can get them. But mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So it's mm-hmm. um, it's very evident that we're we're enforcing this this shutdown. People are going to be safer. We are going to see less spread. Be mindful, and we'll talk about this throughout the show. We might see a little uptick in the total count of the numbers, Mm -hmm. and I want to unpack this for you because we have an extra 5,000 tests that we'll be running per day. But the rate, it'll be the rate of of positivity, which will be relevant. Yesterday, we had our highest rate. We were over 12%. Ooh. Exactly. Wow. That's, that's red zone. That's red zone yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, overall, for the last seven days, we've averaged in the yellow zone. And I think that when you average in those those numbers as we get them, as we get the reports of them, and hopefully it'll be efficient, we'll see. Uh, it's a whole new system added on. We'll see a lower rate, and then it'll start dropping a lot when we get eight to 10 days into this lockdown. Uh, Lieutenant Governor, okay, explain to me the thing about shutting down the H3. And, yeah, and, 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 and relate to that, just the whole surge testing, if you can, yeah. as H3 is part of that larger initiative. Mm-hmm. Can you explain for our listeners, like, why this surge testing is being done, like, why it's necessary, and again, what we can expect with the numbers? Yes, yeah, so surge testing came to us because things had become so bad uh, on Oahu. And so the Surgeon General looked at several different locations across the country. Alabama was another one where there's mm-hmm. a lot of surge, a surge in uh, Georgia. And unfortunately, Honolulu, right? Mm-hmm. Where we know we've been seeing a surge after having such good results for five or six months. So he brought 60,000 tests, 5,000 tests a day uh, for 12 days. There'll be a couple days off in between to, to kind of gather people's wits about them. And these tests will be deployed all across uh, Oahu. And then those tests will be done on people who are asymptomatic or symptomatic or anybody, including some targeted groups like our first responders, our homeless community we're going to set aside some extra tests for. We're going to use this opportunity to test some educators in our public schools. I know that they've talked to the superintendent, also in some of our hotspots where the Pacific Islander community has been, to get a lot better picture of where our cases are and also help us to actually isolate people if they come back positive as we've gone through this surge. So those tests will be over these next two weeks. We will, they've, they've been seeing massive lines. I guess that's why they chose the H3. So they're while we're in lockdown, there shouldn't be as much activity there. You know, I don't, I can't make these calls, but I, you know, I appreciate, though it feels crazy, I appreciate the fact that they're going to do something big because a big demonstration of response is necessary so people understand the gravity. It's not just me talking about it, the gravity for a few minutes a day. It's the overall optics of this. And the biggest optic you get is if you have, you know, a um, bird's eye view of the hospitals. But other than that, when you see 5,000 people get tested through drive through it tells you something big is going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So we can expect to see spikes uh, in the overall number of new COVID-19 cases and possibly in our positivity, uh, depending on how, you know, who gets tested, et cetera. Right. Um, but this is a good thing, yes. so to speak. Can you explain why, why that is? Yes, yeah. I, I definitely can. So mm-hmm. seeing higher numbers, mm-hmm. uh, those numbers are there anyway. They're the cases just in, are there anyway, right, yeah. The, yeah. We, we normally test about 2,500 people a day. That's that's where we've kind of averaged out. Mm-hmm. And so the cases are either, you know, 283 or they were 306 yesterday or maybe they're 190, but they are, the cases are out there. And mm-hmm. depending on how, who you sample and who you test, you see what your positivity rate is. The larger and broader testing that you can do, the more accurate you can gauge your positivity rate. And it's that rate that 
of spread, which tells you whether you're doing well or not. The active number of cases, that's where you want to know how many people are in the hospital, really, mm. or are headed mm-hmm. to the hospital. Mm-hmm. But knowing that rate, knowing whether you're doing a good job stopping spread or not is most important. So when you add these 5,000 tests a day, you'll get a much better picture. And, and this is a baseline I've been asking for for a long time. But this will give us a lot of intel, and that's important. And mm-hmm. these, these tests mm-hmm. that are uh, they're less invasive, yes. uh, are they as uh, accurate? accurate? They are. Yeah. They mm-hmm. found them to be just as accurate. It was really easy. I don't want anyone mm-hmm. to be afraid of it. And in fact, this is the future. Uh, most tests are going to move this direction. Mm-hmm. The nasopharyngeal swab, which is extraordinarily accurate, uh, is now being in some ways replaced by some of these other swabs. I, I think the only part that started to give me pause was Esme and I standing in line and, you know, we're, we're okay. We think we're okay. Yes. But whoever we're standing with, we're like, uh, is that person okay? You know, so uh, th- when they were asking all the questions, I was like, if you answer, yes, I, I have a fever, I have these cold symptoms, yes. do you put them in a, do they put them in a different area? <laughs> Well, and I've, test them or like, uh, you know, that's that's my only part that I'm worried about when I go to this testing thing. There's always that worry. And, and a lot of people are doing this in drive through and drive through is the way that we've liked to do it if we can, mm-hmm. because, you know, then you're protected in your car. You're just with your your family and no big deal. Your friends, whoever you've gone out with. Uh, so much less uh, worry. You, of course, always are exposed to your own household. But mm-hmm. that's that goes without saying. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not too worried about that. The benefit's going to be very significant to get these results. Yeah, okay. definitely. Uh, sir, we just had our first full day of the uh, lockdown for Oahu yesterday. Yes. Are these two weeks enough? No, they're not going to be enough. <laughs> but but <laughs> I just, I just asked plainly. Yeah, like, I, 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 yeah. just, I don't know if that's yeah. going to do it. I would be surprised, but hopefully what will happen in the perfect scenario, uh, so this two weeks of red, as we really kind of reboot the system, with minimal, hopefully minimal exemptions. Then after that two weeks, if the numbers are coming down nicely, the mayor and governor can confer and hopefully they'll get a lot of health input. They'll see the numbers in the hospital. Truth is, if we're going down, if we're trending down, they can make a good, hopefully analytical decision about whether to go to orange, which is still safer at home, do most of your stuff from home, just take out maybe outdoor activities, get restored like hiking Mm -hmm. and and trails and stuff, which are not really a risk. but still not do the bigger stuff like uh, beach parks, beaches, parties, and so on. I think that is where we will settle for a time. And then once it's been a month of essentially safer at home or stay at home, I'm very hopeful that our numbers will be much lower. Mm. They need to be a lot lower because the hospitals at, what, 300 people a day, that's 9,000 cases. At two, you know, at 200 a day, 6,000 cases per month, and that already is... We're going to see the effects of that this coming week mm. to be massive. If you're down less than 100, we will learn to deal with it. And frankly, this whole exercise has been unbelievable because when we're back into the 30s, people are going to feel relieved. Remember how we in the 30s, we used to be upset, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. now we're going to feel great relief. So yeah. maybe we've had to reset our expectations. Yeah, everything is relative there. Uh, and Lieutenant Governor, can you just very quickly confirm this? We've talked about this before, kind of the quick math that you do in your head yes. every time a new number for the day comes out of new cases. So let's say, let's use a round number since yesterday was 306, let's use 300. Yes. Do I, please confirm and correct me if I'm wrong, of 300 cases, the, the general math is that 10% of them will end up in the hospital, roughly. Yes. 300 cases, 
the ten percent or so go into the hospital. That's thirty, mm-hmm. and then I'll go take one another about twenty percent of those in the hospital go to the ICU. Okay. So that's okay. about six people. Mm-hmm. You see how it breaks down, and then of those six, it's often a fifty-fifty risk, maybe a little less that people pass. Are, we've had now, uh, uh, I believe it's like um, well, we're over fifty fatalities now, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so over fifty fatalities out of a total of seven thousand cases. So it's more like one out of a hundred and forty or so individuals will have passed, rather than one out of a hundred, which is was what it was at one point. Mm-hmm. But we're now going to see because we have not seen the full effect of the um, the last three weeks. That's mm. unfortunately, I think we're going to see from these last three weeks, which is well over 3000 cases. So mm-hmm. it's going to be about 25 fatalities, as many as 25 fatalities. So we'll see our numbers go up. And it's it's a very unusual process to be going through because we don't normally do this. You know, people always are asking about the flu. I'll answer questions when you advise me. And people say, well, hey, the flu is bad. Cool it with the shutdowns. What are you doing? Well, the flu is not nearly as bad as this. The flu is bad, and it, it does take its enormous toll on the elderly and the young. But this virus has no, we have no resistance. We have no capacity to go out and make a choice to get an immunization. And it has manifested in terrible ways for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. We've got speedrun coming up for you in a little bit. And uh, in fact, so uh, this is the thread from last night. So these are some of the questions that came in from that. Patrick asked, well, when will people be happy? I'll be happy when no one's dying, but I'll be satisfied to know when the positives go less than 5%. Carla writes, my husband's unemployed for several, for five months due to the COVID. He was off for five, for seven weeks. When will the unemployment benefits get sorted out? No longer than two weeks. Can we take this? The shutdown should be, it looks to me like it should be four weeks. I think that we have to get him help. And I've looked at a contract uh, person that does a great work in Massachusetts to help us out. Politics aside, your honest opinion of how the governor may have been handling the pandemic. I think um, there's been some crappy fails, but hmm. there also were successes for the first five months. The, the, the big gatherings were hor- hor- horrific, but now the lockdown came at the right time. Uh, if you test all these people, then why can't you test us residents instead of quarantine? We are, that's the 60,000 surge and, and everyone should get tested if they want. I'm also going to recommend free testing sites after they leave. I think it's about time we have walk-in free testing sites. We're seeing the need. Mm. 22,000 people arrived on planes. Yes, I say, gosh darn it, that's horrible. I do think everyone should go into a quarantine hotel if that happens. Um, why won't you acknowledge that COVID is six and face masks do not, face masks, uh, do not stop the actual particle itself. They stop the droplets. And that's what people should understand, Sarah. So it's a good question, but you want to decrease droplets. Should people be traveling for, um, for work from Oahu to Kauai and back? Uh, when they, so when they come back from Kauai, they've had no risk at all. There's virtually no cases. But we do pose some risk when we travel to the neighbor islands. So how many people are getting tested right now? Well, we're going to go from 2,500 to about 7,500 for a short period of time. Not everyone gets sick. 40% have no symptoms. Can you please answer why Governor Ike hasn't submitted for the extra unemployment? We just submitted that uh, two days ago, Mm -hmm. and we have to get that money. Uh, Can we get DOH, DOE, and the Gov yourself all agree that we need to move DOE to all distance learning instead of keeping families in the unknown? So that happened yesterday, probably right as this question is coming in. Through the first quarter, that ends on October 2nd. October 13th, however, is when people will go back to school mm-hmm. after the fall break. So there's yep. some benefit there. There's a lot of warnings about dangerous or fake hand sanitizers. What about masks? So many surgical N95s. The KN95s are pretty good, and they they are regulated. Someone's saying they're attending a wedding in Washington State. They get tested there on Thursday or Friday and come back where they have to um, 
yes, they're still going to have to quarantine until we start that thing. It looks like October 1st. And now the rates are so much higher on in Hawaii than on the neighbor uh, than on the mainland. It doesn't make a lot of sense to be overly restrictive, though I still want people to get a test. Uh, COVID surveillance testing does not test kids under five years old. Why is that? Unbelievably low risk. Uh, if you're if your kids are in a family household and the parents are negative, the kids are going to be negative unless they're in school. And then we will have to do tests. That's why we want the cheek swabs or the spit swabs. Kids love to spit. Okay, so two it's going to be good. When can I get my stimulus check? We, the last 10,000 people need to be processed. And then are you getting enough rest? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> we'll do another speed round up. In the meantime, Lieutenant Governor, um, let me try to summarize questions that many of our listeners have asked about our public schools. Yes. Why won't they just declare all of first semester distance learning? What do you think needs to happen there? Well, I think the determination was that they would go to the, they'd make the final declaration on the first quarter. Right. So that, and they that, did, yeah. right, they mm-hmm. did that. And mm-hmm. then the second uh, threshold would be the whole first semester. Right. Right. So I think in about four weeks, they should make that decision once and for all. Uh, and I don't think we should mince words. I think we should just make the decision then. That will give us four weeks under this uh, new stay-at-home order so that we can see if it worked. Many people have been posting things like, it's okay to open the schools because young people don't get sick. Not true. Yeah. In fact, we found that the viral load in the um, nasopharynx and the oropharynx of children under 10 is very high when they have COVID. Mm. So they are, they are highly... Uh, they're, they're high transmitters of the disease if they're sick. Kids do get sick, by the way. Uh, there aren't as many severe illnesses among children, thank goodness. It's less severe, and we're lucky that way. But, you know, then they're going to go home, spread to the parents, spread to the grandparents. Mm-hmm. Yes. We are still having a lot of people still confused about flu versus COVID-19. Yes. And I'm going to ask you, can you explain the difference like you would for like a fifth grader or something. <laughs> Why COVID-19 is so much more a sure. serious problem. It spreads faster. Oh, oh it's, he's it's getting out his, he's getting oh, out his oh, drawing he's, pad. He's got the I'll do an impromptu okay. uh, whiteboard. And so okay. influenza, right? <laughs> yeah. Flu. The yeah. flu. One out of like 1,500 people die. COVID. One out of... Sometimes 100 people in Hawaii die. At one point, it was 5 out of 100. Wow. Across the country. 5 right? out of 100. Wow. So uh-huh. 5 out of 100 would have been like uh, if you... So this is 0.3 out of out of 500. This was very, very low. So, mm-hmm. so this is, you know, I mean, these rates are just so much higher with influenza killing people. Mm-hmm. Also, you can get some immunity. 40% of the people go get a flu shot and get immunity from uh-huh. the flu. Mm-hmm. So... Again, you can get a lot of good results, whereas COVID, 0% have immunity. And we have even tiny numbers of, of immune individuals in mm-hmm. Hawaii because our, our rate of infection was so low. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. much more, you know, much more substantial as uh, a disease, a lot of cases, but far less lethal. Sir, please correct me if I don't have this, this quite right. So again, the lethality, basically, it's very much, COVID-19 is very much more lethal. We're talking about one out of maybe 100 cases versus with flu, one out of 1,500 cases right. where people would die yes. of, of the disease. Yeah. Is it also, is COVID-19 also more easily spreadable? It is. It so, is. Can you explain about that? Well, it's more spreadable because we have no resistance whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So we've over the years gotten a lot of flu uh, resistance and getting flu resistance has made a big difference because a lot of the flu strains have been similar. And so you can 
you can develop some resistance. Mm-hmm. There's been very little COVID resistance that's ever been built up. Um, the other thing about flu versus COVID-19, if I, if I am correct, and please, yes. uh, again, correct me if I'm not right. Uh-huh. Um, when people talk about how many people die in the U.S. of the flu every year, right. that's not actual numbers. It's just they're sort of projecting based on algorithms yeah. as opposed to the 180,000 people in the U.S. who have actually died so far of COVID-19 in only half a year. Right. Very much larger number. That's right. So we'll, yeah. we're headed towards a quarter of a million, it looks like, for the U.S. Mm-hmm. and in our worst years of flu, setting aside, of course, the you know the the 1918 pandemics mm-hmm. and certain of other, uh, that we we would get you know we'd push towards towards 100,000. Usually, it's in that 35 to 65,000 range, mm-hmm. and we can of course go back and and get the exact numbers, but it's hard because flu is so widespread and it's it's just difficult to discern whether it was someone who was in a hospital bed for something else and mm-hmm. so on. And I know that that's a, a constant debate. Like you said earlier, you know, how do you always count people who who are um, suffering a fatality because of COVID or because they had their heart attack and were in the hospital and then they got COVID? Mm-hmm. Let's just say this it doesn't help. It doesn't help yeah. to have a virulent uh, respiratory virus also putting pressure on your lungs. But um, a lot of times it's it's in fact, most times it's what brings people into the hospital. These hospitalizations we're counting today uh, are at, at Queens and all of the others over 290 or now. Uh, those are from COVID. Okay. Oh, God bless you. Oh, here. Sorry. He's got you. We're going to take care of this. Hold on. <laughs> Sanitize him. Sanitize him quick. Uh, There's a, a, <laughs> that was like the worst thing that possibly happened. Actually, but actually, you've been, you've been getting tested pretty often, right? I, yeah. yeah. There's going to be a sneeze or two in my life, you know, and but I'm going to wash my hands like there you're you supposed go. to wash them now. And so people see, you know, so you've got to do birthday twice and you want to get between all your fingers. Yeah. And all that stuff. Um, sir, I know we only have you for a few more minutes. Sure. Do you want to try to do one more uh, speed round yeah. uh, with our, let me pull up for you. Actually, it's the questions that will appear under the live video. couple, let's go through some. Uh, we haven't had Numbers gone down, though no gatherings two weeks ago. We had, yes, I believe we had two large uh, uh, overload of cases. We we would have seen them go up to 500, and I think the effects of having the parks closed and beaches closed stopped that. Uh, what masks are good to use? Well, any mask is better than no mask, but I think that if you have a mask that's triple ply, that's good. Bandanas and gaiters are not as good because there's um, there's air and breathing that goes around them. Will they ever open up travel inner island again with testing? I think that the inner island quarantine will will go away before too terribly long. But yes, once we have testing protocols in place, especially the rapid test, I don't see why that shouldn't apply. And I did get a a demo, a demo yesterday of the of the app they have. It's quite good. Mm. Uh, let's see. How can we open the world testing when the state isn't even open with testing? Uh, do we? I'd say. Well, the state's going to open with testing more and more in the coming weeks, as you're hearing. And then to the world, they're getting it. They're getting a lot more tests uh, available. Let's see. Is the mask screening full? I've tried to register multiple times. It won't let me. It's not full. They're adding days as they go. And so it's going to be a total of 60,000. And I'll, I'll try to get another 30,000 tests or something, probably for the neighbor islands, to be fair to our, our folks on the neighbor islands. Mm. What would the number infected uh, be to totally shut down the state? Uh, well, to totally shut down the state, if you can, if you continue to see these kind of numbers, 300 or we go up to 500, I think shutting down the state would be would be prudent, but just for a short period of time. I don't think we're going to get there. 
So what's going to take to get DOH to support the baseline interval testing at our component care facilities immediately? That's now going to happen because we're between 5 and 10%. There's a mandate for Medicare from Medicare to test every person, and that's happening, and we'll be we're working on making sure that the feds pay for that too. Mm. Someone says, right now my daughter came home from California to visit. She was checked uh, on one time by test after returning home. Just so we're worried about them, of course. And we are, we're worried about everybody. Right now the rate in California is lower than ours, so I think they're worried mm. about us. What's our exit strategy from the lockdown? After two weeks, numbers come down. I'd like to see us go to orange for two weeks and then be out. Uh, who should take the free COVID test? Really anybody, but I like the idea of targeting first responders people who are out there in the front lines, school teachers, that kind of thing. Uh, but we're going to get a lot of uh, nursing home coverage, too, and, and the staff that works there. I know someone coming in from Honolulu to Hilo wasn't given one call, uh, tested, texted nothing, the full 14-day quarantine. Yeah, they're, they're not doing a perfect job there. And, and it's ramping up. The new person, um, uh, the, the new PhD there is really actually much more on it, more committed to the program. Why can't we quarantine... Uh, why don't we quarantine returning residents in the hotels like we do the visitors? Well, of course, we're asking all the returning residents to quarantine at their home. Uh, it would, you know, it would it would be okay to use hotels, but I think when you come home after being away, if you stay in your home, you're you're sufficiently quarantined. All people who travel in here, though, that aren't residents, I think, should go into a quarantine facility, uh, like a hotel that we designate. How many tests are being set aside for Kapuna Care facilities? What's DOHHH's plan for this? I don't know if they have a specific plan, except that all, all of those individuals will get tested once a week, actually, until we get under the 5%. And so those will be tests covered by the state and the federal government. It costs millions of dollars, but it's worth doing, and soon the tests will be cheaper and easier. Is DOH going to be informed of the positive results from this mass testing? We're told they are to be. I have my suspicions it's going to be imperfect. And we're getting towards the end here. What's the total? What's the real total count for positive? Because health department was not compliant with so many things. Well, I have to say, I do think that we have had three times as many cases as we've been able to catch and count mm -hmm. in the state of Hawaii. So we've had seven thousand cases. Mm -hmm. So there probably have been twenty-one thousand or so Ooh, people. Oh, wow, it's wow. about the number. Um, and that, but that tells you a lot of things. Probably more than we have to talk about today. We can get into this next week. I'm sure. That means, of course, that the hospitalization rate is a little lower, the mortality rate's a little lower because it's based on about a third of the total cases. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm looking forward to seeing some of this extra data and seeing sentinel testing and, and seeing what our background is. What is what is sentinel testing again? That's uh, the background testing. Testing It's uh, like random Yeah, random yeah. wide testing okay. where you're just trying to see what the kind of the background rate of the mm, disease is. Okay, okay. And uh, and let me just say this. Uh, I'm I'm so appreciative of all of you guys who say you look tired and this and that. <laughs> okay, um, I really love you guys very much. All I really want you to do is to be well and be safe. Wear your masks and let this thing drop off. Do not worry about me. Uh, I got I got ten or twenty or thirty years left in this body probably, so don't worry <laughs> about it. But just just be safe at home. Wear your mask. Let's get this thing mm -hmm. done. Yep. And. Uh, and this will be a year to remember in tough ways, but mm -hmm. just think how good 21, 2021 is going to look. And uh, I'm hoping to get through a lot of this so that if you want to know my, my personal hopes, it's that we get through this surge in time to clean up our act before the holiday season, have, have travel reopen safely, have schools be open, have Christmas, um, have Hanukkah, have all those cool holidays ago with a normal economy. And... I think we are going to learn a lot about ourselves, what our survival 
uh, instincts were really like and what mattered most to us. And so mm-hmm. I think that's the that's the upside of this. But I just want you to know that I care deeply that people um, don't get sick and all the politics and all the fatigue and all that other, who cares about that stuff? Just have a, have a safe couple weeks and then we'll be better off. And we get there by, by taking responsibility, right? Each, yes. was, each one of us individually. I was so. just going to say a bad word there. <laughs> no, Thank you. Thank Devin, you. Devin Thank had you his finger going. over the meat like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's always at the tail end. It's always at the tail end. He gets, he gets too comfortable with y'all and then he just he lets it go. Yeah, we're good. Uh, there's lots of stuff coming in. Yeah, the vaccine's going to come. A lot of people, we got to have everyone wearing masks at city and state. People should be working from home if they can. Uh, did I just admit magically we get just numbers? I give the real number every day. I mean, mm-hmm. the exact number that I get. I, mm-hmm. And um, there's just so much. There's, it's not going to be perfect, but it can be way better. And we're learning a lot about what does work and doesn't work against this virus. We know stuff worked yeah. before, which mm-hmm. is a, a blessing. Yeah. How many days before we see the surge testing numbers showing up in our daily reports? Uh, they said 2.4 days on average to get a test result. Okay. So th- th- let's call it the third day. Okay, so it's going to probably sh- start showing up in the numbers that we report. On the weekend. Okay, all mm-hmm. right. And let's hope that they um, have a seamless process to communicate. Uh, it's a lot of tests, and it's new complex system. But we'll, we will tell, though, we'll, we will report whatever number we get in, and the positives, and the rate. And I'll make sure all those three numbers get in. Great, okay. And that'll be good. Okay. Uh, okay. Once again, Lieutenant Governor Josh Green stopping by the Kumu Studios for uh, Kumu Kokua. It's Devin and Esme on the Rise and Drive on 94.7 Kumu.